games that mattered in baseball actually got played this weekend in college anyway. And all of the guardians are in camp and players are talking. So we actually have real baseball stuff to talk about for once. You are locked on guardians. Your daily podcast on the Cleveland guardians, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. Hello, everyone. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers join today, and you'll get $150 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. Uh, over there is Justin. I am Jeff. We both watched a decent chunk of college baseball. Uh, there is some interesting discussions occurring with some of the reporters of this team. We got a lot to talk about, so much so that I don't think we'll get to it all today. We probably won't know for the first time, you know, like I said, players are in camp. They're talking to reporters. That's good. And yeah, a lot of college baseball got played and we watched a lot of it. It was fun. So there is lots to talk about. I think we're at the point of the off season or the off season's over. We actually can do a lot more fun stuff as uh, every show, instead of trying to come up with long winded topics, let's start with uh, early quotes and notes from spring training then. Our good friends over at the uh, Selby's Godcast and the Athletic, Zach and uh, TJ, mentioned last late last week that uh, James Karinczak, not I didn't seem like this was like a major thing, but they mentioned that James Karinczak has shoulder fatigue. So that's uh, not what you want to hear in uh, the first week of pitchers and catchers throwing. But, you know, no big red flags yet because guys come to camp all the time and they start throwing and doing whatever and sometimes things pop up, but I don't really know what to make of it because I just don't know where his place on this team is. I think he, I don't think he's guaranteed a roster spot. What do you, I mean, do you think that coming into the year, like you have to pen him into the bullpen or no, do you I, maybe consider that you have other options? I don't think he's done anything to guarantee himself a spot right now. Like the last, last year was a disaster. It's all I'm spent most of the year in the minors where he was incredibly inconsistent in terms of velocity and performance. And Listen, since they started cutting down on the sticky, he he had a big jump and stuff. They cut down on sticky stuff, and everyone's quick to defend him and say, hey, he was unhealthy. But it is interesting that he has never quite, he had that good rebound, but not all the way back. And it just, I I look at him in a situation here. It's like, he's got options, I want to say. I could be wrong in this, but. He's got uh, one. Yeah, it's like, I, he has not he's done anything. He's only going to make a million dollars. Uh, yeah, is it only a million? I thought it was going to be closer to two this year. Uh, but either way, I'm pretty sure the numbers are final. It's pretty sure it's a mill. Um, either way, it's one, like, I'm it sorry, it's 1.9. You're right. Yeah. So he just hasn't been that good. And you're gambling at 1.9 that he'll rebound and maybe you can flip him. But like, even when we spent all last offseason trying to trade him at peak because we knew he was going to have issues again, we knew there was enough signs. Everyone else in baseball knew there were signs as well. And uh, no trade happened. For a reason he's here he is depth at points he's been more um yeah he's just they left him in triple a for so long last year i think that spoke volumes and not a good sign stuff to work on shoulders already fatigued yeah i mean i'm, I'm not again i don't think like obviously the best version of james karen i don't know if that version still exists anymore i i, I don't 
think the odds are not likely that that version still exists, but that version has a chance to be a very good member of this bullpen. And I think there's a version of James Karinchak that exists that could be a very good member of this bullpen. However, obviously that depends on health and depends on he's never, he's never going to have good control. You just want the guy who no. misses bats and um, that's, and obscene, right? you got to hope. Yeah. You've got to, you've got to help hope the, uh, the velocity is there and he can spot the curveball. at 1.9 million. I have a hard time believing they're going to stash him in triple a. I think the two things that matter here are a health B and B. I think a guy like, Carlos Carrasco or Tyler Bede or Ben Lively, who I think is probably more starter depth or, you know, maybe a Tim Heron or a Cade Smith or an Anthony goes, or I doubt a Tyler Zuber, but one of those guys has to come in the spring and just look like they have to be on the team in April or March, I guess March 28th. But, and then, then you can maybe afford to send Karen check to AAA. But I think someone's got to out pitch him very clearly unless if he's healthy, obviously if he's not healthy, that, that makes a big yeah. difference, but I'm not, I'm not, Definitely worried. Yeah, he'll, he'll get first chance. Worried because I don't think you're relying on him. Yeah, but you're also not relying on him for leverage. Like he is probably yeah. your fourth best option, maybe fifth. Depending how things go. All right, are the Guardians looking for more offensive impact? Some interesting quotes um, from hitting coach Chris Vallega to MLB.com's Mandy Bell, who covers the Guardians. Does a great job. Some very interesting quotes. Certainly more forthright interview than. Uh his interview a year ago with uh, Zach, which was one of <laughs> the most painful interviews I've ever read. The other guys get paid too. Yeah, that was rough. Um, but he talked about, you know, we have to add more impact potential. That's they talked about offensively. So let's start with Davis and Dale Santos. This was an interesting comment that uh, Blake made to Manny Bell. Definitely has some obstacles. Obviously talking about skipping double A and the swing and miss. So that Jose Ramirez has embraced him. So that's always a good sign that Jose Ramirez has taken on that leadership role with the young guy who has potential. But that was Gabby Arias last year. We saw how that worked out. Well, there's always stuff going on. But Jose knows good hitting, although Jose did think Francisco Mejia was going to win a batting title someday. So there is that. Um, but Blake's comment, though, on, on De Los Santos was, you know, you're here for a reason. You have a lot of impact potential that we can live with some of the swing and misses and some of the growing pains that you might jump through or you might go through jumping AAA. So it sounds like they took De Los Santos in the Rule 5 draft Obviously, knowing he had to skip AAA, that's a huge obstacle. But saying they're actually willing to live with the swing and miss because of the impact he brings, that is, again, a very big shift when a year ago at this time, probably uh, 13 months ago, really, they had both uh, Will Benson in the organization 13 months ago. But, okay, let's go back, I don't know, 18 months. The organization had Nolan Jones and Will Benson in the system. And they traded both of them. They were not willing to live with their swing and miss. They were more interested in Will Brennan and, and to a lesser point, Oscar Gonzalez and some other guys. But so interesting shift in thought here that they are willing to live with some swing and miss because of the impact of Los Santos after they decided they weren't going to stick with guys like Benson or Jones, which is very odd. So a uh, reverse course of sorts, it sounds like. Yeah, I off air I was saying I don't love that. Like I okay, I think I don't love the about face of it. I don't love the sudden shifting of it. I do like that they're willing to look at different hitters. Like the Nolan Jones of it all is gonna always drive me nuts because he had their fifth best weighted runs created plus in that month. Yeah, he came out hot and he cooled off, but he still was their fifth best hitter by weighted runs created plus, and they gave him one month as a guy who'd been their top prospect who had come through like he had done everything right and then had health issues and they gave up on him. And it's that one's always gonna hurt. Um, Benson, 
you just that kid had 80 grade work ethic and that was where we kind of failed with him the tools were there but he i mean he had one of the most broken swings i saw and he worked to change that but yeah it, this is a situation where they're gonna take the gamble it sounds like devison might play some outfield some first base we're gonna try him around i like that they are taking some gambles on power because they need to divert they need to diversify their portfolio yo uh just a little that includes the minor league like, system can't be too, all which one we're time. gonna talk about yes yeah, we're talking about through the draft. They have to change that too. Uh, sort of directly, indirectly related was a comment that Vileka made to Man- Manny Bell's article about Miles Straw. And there, there's a whole bunch here, but this is one piece I took out of it. And it's not out of context. I did try to put the uh, the piece in here in context, but said that he knows he's got to come in and compete for his job. So it doesn't sound like Miles Straw is guaranteed a whole lot. Obviously, he's making the most money out of any of the outfielders this year. I think he's making more than Ramon Laureano. Am I correct on that? I don't think, um, think I don't know if he is this year because Loriano's at five point one. I don't think he's gotten to seven yet. I think he's still in the fours. I could be wrong. at some point. Miles Straw will surpass yeah. that. I don't know if it'll be this year, but um, I think it's interesting that he said he's, he's got a twenty-six man. Is what it sounded like. If he doesn't yeah, prove it, he's twenty-six value man. Is, the annual average value is twenty-five? Is twenty yeah. is five million? But I don't know if he has reached um, above the five yet. So they're close in value anyway, but. I think it's interesting. They're at least saying like, Hey, we're just not going to pencil your name. And they mentioned that in November, December as well. Like that's not the first time that's come up. Like this is a repetition of that theme. He is, let's see, he's making 4.9 this year, 6.4 and then 7.4. Those are the next three. So they're Um, close. They're not much separating on salary. He did say about straw that, you know, he's more confident in his swing decisions and he's more physical and, yeah, we'll see. It's it's that's all the all, things we heard a year ago. Yeah, I mean, it's best shape of his life comments, basically. So yeah. you know, words are words, and uh, actions are what matters. But interesting that uh, made that quote. So makes makes the outfield battle a little more intriguing. How they're going to divvy up at bats for sure. We got some comments on Shane Beaver from Carlos Carrasco. And we've got a bunch of thoughts on the opening weekend of college baseball as it pertains to the Guardians' number one overall draft pick. Jeff, by the way, you heard the Guardians are picking number one overall this year. Have we mentioned that on the show yet? What? That's, <laughs> that's news. Yeah. So we got to talk about the opening weekend of college baseball as it relates to the Guardians' draft. And we're 38 days away from opening day. Who are the best 38s in Cleveland baseball history? I'm trying to think of some good... 38s on the Cavs, but man, that's going right over my head. But even if you don't know the number 38s on the Cavs or the Guardians for that matter, you can still get some W's, some buckets with your first bet on FanDuel America's number one sportsbook. Right now, if you're a new customer, if you have not gotten in the game with FanDuel yet, you can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. Or I'm sorry, just $5. Bet. I'm so used to that $5 bet. So $150 bucks if your bet wins. So go online. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Place that $5 bet if you're a new customer on anything, any $5 bet. Could be a prop bet. I think the uh, at the time of recording since the NBA All-Star game is over. I would not bet on any of that because never else could happen in the NBA All-Star game. Uh, I don't think you're allowed to bet in spring training games, and I'm not going to give you any, any advice on betting in college baseball because it was a weird first weekend. But uh, you can bet on all your NBA favorite players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Throw that $5 bet down if you're a new customer. And if it wins, you get the $150 in bonus bets. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to shoot your shot. FanDuel is an official partner, sportsbook partner of the NBA. 
if my quick research is right, no 38s. There's a 36 and a 40, but nothing in between for the Cavs. So, Hmm. no 38. I don't know about history either. I feel like there's somebody probably wore 38. I'm overlooking on Cavs history. All right. We know that Shane Bieber went to drive Len this offseason. and we saw some of the results on Twitter, and now he's talking about it too. This Who is didn't go to drive belt. line this offseason. Might be more the question. It's the uh, it's the baseball player's version of he went to Jared, basically. Yes. Um, hopefully, hopefully they could find uh, some pressure to create some some diamonds, as a lot of athletes love to refer to. That quote is so overused. Pressure, pressure creates diamonds. Uh, well, I'll Bieber says he feels strong. Time. Clams and the, never mind. Uh, yeah, you got me on that one. I don't know. I'm not up my my jewelry, unfortunately. Uh, don't tell my wife. I feel strong, but there's more in there, and I'm losing power somewhere. That's what Bieber said at the end of the off at the end of the regular season. That noticed he was losing power somewhere. Wanted to use driveline's motion capture to refer to refined mechanics. Um, so that's the first part of the quote there about his mechanics. We talked about that when we had our episode last week on Bieber going to driveline that. You know, it's not just about going there to re-add velocity. That's it's a lot of um, biomechanics and, like you said, refining his mechanics using motion capture. And obviously, that leads to mechanic or leads to velocity. But I think a lot of people with driveline associate the weighted balls that <clears throat> certain pitchers used, and um, everybody just has used in their the plyometrics. Well, that's fine, but the biomechanics thing here is what matters to Bieber. The second part of the quote was about the curveball, which you and I both agreed that, not, in addition to health was the usage of it, but he said learning over time, the curveball had gotten a little more horizontal and less vertical. And all it was, was a grip change. That was great news to hear and easy adjustments. They were able to do that really relatively quickly. So Bieber felt like something had been missing in his curveball. I don't know if that had anything we all to do with did. him not throwing it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I mean, was it health or was it the fact that he felt like he was getting bad results? So he shelved it. I don't know. Maybe it's both, but Again, we talked or about did this he last lose, week. Uh, some aid in holding the ball, and that That's affected the grip. Very, yeah. Some, you know, if he learns a new grip, that makes a difference. But like we said last week, it, it's the return of the curveball for Bieber. The velocity ninety two ninety three. That's great. Whatever. He was never a flamethrower, but yeah. um, we know the curveball is important to him. So that, I mean, those are good things to hear. But again, these are words, and we need to see it in a game. Agreed. I mean, I'll take it. We've talked about before that, you know, him being here makes the most sense. And I'll still stand that like we saw last year with Jordan Montgomery netting, who is nowhere near the pitcher that Corbin Burns is. Like, I like Jordan Montgomery. Don't get me wrong. But those two guys are not in the same orbit. And he got very close to the same deal uh, in terms of value. I mean, some people really like Joey Ortiz. Uh, I just saw the fan graphs was super high on him. But uh yeah, I mean, they got a reliever and a defensive first shortstop. We got those in Cleveland. Uh, you know, hey, Deal Hall is going to start to start for them, just by the way. He is going to. Yeah, I don't, I don't know anyone who thinks that's going to stay. No, I agree. But we'll see. But they're going to try. Um, but no, you might as well. Like, I mean, it's why not? Like, you should. Um, but yeah, all of this is to go back and say that it's not like they're, they can't go out and make the deal. It's not like this is means he'll be here. The whole year, who knows how this team's going to play? The Central is a weird, weird, weird world. Um, yeah, the Royals think they can contend. There's some people that the, the Royals, Royals were battling. Like, I, I get so annoyed at everyone who's like, Yes, it's great the Royals spent, but they went to like they went to big lots. And I say this as someone whose couch upstairs is from big lots. Like, I, I, I shop for furniture at big lots, it's you can get good value, but you're not getting the stars, right? They shopped there, uh, they, they did their 
good value shopping and upgraded their team. But this is a team that battled the Orioles, not the Orioles, the uh, athletics, a team that was built to lose a team that was built to fail for the worst record in baseball. Like signing a bunch of like two win players doesn't turn you into a contender. No. Well, if we have time, we'll talk about the weird Royals trade today at the end of the show. If not, we'll touch on another day this week. Uh, Mandy Bell also talked to Carlos Carrasco because why wouldn't you? It's Carlos Carrasco. He's always been a great interview and everybody loves cookie. Um, talked to him about where his stuff is at. So one of the quotes I took away from her article too, as well was surprised myself at throwing a bullpen 9092 last year's bullpens. He said were 86, 88. So um, he feels like he could throw up to 95 right now. And obviously it's only February. So velocity wise, that's a great sign. And, We'll, again, we'll see how it plays out in games. Also, would like to point out with with Carrasco too, and and I'm not wishing the guy to get hurt and uh, or trying to manifest anything. But in years past, in spring training, Carrasco has dealt with bouts of dead arm, which everybody, every guy does, and he's reported some elbow soreness and uh, ends up ended up not being a big deal most of his time his good time here in Cleveland before the the good days. I don't remember, but. During the good days of Carrasco in Cleveland, he always talked about some pain in, in spring training that never ended up being a big deal. But uh, I just want to throw that out there that, again, this is a dartboard throw. You're hoping that he can bring some veteran leadership. And if he can regain anything, that's great. I think the you just, it's, again, it's high. It's uh, no risk gamble. See what happens here. The odds are low, but um, they're not zero. And, you know, if you're going to bet on someone, I'd like to bet on Carrasco. But, um, just all things to keep in mind, but that's good to hear. Anyway, if he feels like he's he's feeling good in spring training, you should feel good in spring training. You shouldn't feel like you have a shoulder fatigue the first week, right? No, 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 no shoulder issues week one. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, that's not the case for everyone. Uh, I was going to ask before we we move closer to this break. We kind of moved on from Valeka. Are we going to move back to Valeka statements, or is now a good time to, when we're done with this, to throw in his his Manzardo comment? Because I think we do need to discuss that one. <laughs> I didn't throw it on on our list, but go ahead and you can bring it up if, unless you have no. For other those who missed it, um, I mean, this is quite a thing to put on a player, but this is the exact quote. This is uh, Mandy Bell's article. I want to say correct, yes. where he he said, and the exact quote is here: "He looks like Wade Boggs to me." He's been awesome in the box. Haven't seen him a ton in camp with all the moving pieces. So I like that he hasn't seen him a ton, but it's already comparing him to one of the greatest hitters of my lifetime. Uh, that is a you heard heck it here of first. a comparison. Comments um, are future Man will be Hall of Famer. Um, yeah, 3,000 hits, <laughs> 91.4 war, uh, a 131 career OPS, played to age 41. Was, I believe, a multi-time... Was he? No, he was not a gold glover. I got that wrong. Uh, listen, I loved RBI baseball. I had one, two, and three, and I, as a kid, loved being Boston in the original RBI three, and he was one of those guys I loved. You bring in Ellis Burks from the bench, and and that was a, f- a fun team to have there. Um, RBI two had Joey Bell, so that was that was one of those ones that uh, you had to love that fact. But yeah, I mean, Wade Boggs is a ridiculous cop. <laughs> like, to throw that out there, it's like, w- wait, what? You're going to compare him to a 12-time All-Star, two-time Gold Glove, five-time batting title. Eight times over Slugger, but I haven't seen him that much. At least they didn't compare him to Casey Kochman or, uh, I don't know, Franklin Goody. Hey, I mean, I love it. I I am a big believer (laughs) in Manzardo. I just remember when that trade happened, you texting me all caps, Manzardo. Like you and I were just in the number of people that were upset. And we were just like, no, no, this is such a good deal. For I mean, for Aaron Savali, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to retouch on that again. But yeah, yeah just 
straight up for Aaron Savali. That was that still made a lot of sense, but yeah, I'm not sure at the time of the trade. I was sitting there saying, "Yeah, hey, future Hall of Famer Wade Boggs comp Kyle Manzard. I was not saying that the trade deadline, but yeah. uh, he'll say this and he'll say, "Well, Wade Boggs needs a little more seasoning in AAA. We don't want him hitting in cold, the cold uh, weather of April." But Davison De Los Santos, when you when you skip AAA at age 20, it's not a big deal, even though he'll probably get like five at-bats a week. That's okay. All right. Yeah. We'll, we will have to see. At least it's a fun lineup in that regard, right? Like with the Manzardos, with the Davis and De Los Santos, with the Estevan Florials. It's nice that they went the other way because we do have some hitters that are at least interesting to watch. You spent a whole offseason watching this team do nothing. Fans get frustrated. Fans get really annoyed. Take it out of us because Steve's not doing anything. Make sure you're watching every day, by the way. It's not our fault they didn't sign anyone in free agency. That that wasn't our doing. We talk about what uh, they do or so, what they don't do. We can't talk about but, anything else. Yeah, but at least, like, you got to admit, these are interesting guys. It's going to be fun. If you add Gabby Arias, too, who has plus power potential, like, they are loading up with guys with power, and I think they're hoping that one of them will connect. If, yeah, I mean, at some point, if Manzaro doesn't start the year and open a roster, obviously that's going to be some question marks there, but – it's not like he's not going to be up at some point. Like Manzardo, the majority of his year is still going to be in Cleveland. Everything else, you know, we'll see what goes on around it. Yeah, there's a lot of intrigue, and we're going to talk spring training storylines and a little bit off season recap at some point this week. We may or may not have a guest to go with that, but uh, if not, we will talk about it at some point. And we got to talk about opening weekend of Division One college baseball and some thoughts on potential one one overall picks and some other guys that we noticed we were watching college baseball this weekend. We hope you were too. But if not, we're here to deliver you some fun news from the weekend. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers and roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay owners, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. I watched an absurd amount of college baseball this weekend. I will say I didn't. I had I was busy on Friday night and Saturday evening, so I wasn't like parked on my couch all weekend. But I uh, I spent a good portion of Friday during the day watching some games while I worked, and I also watched a lot. So I got up Saturday morning, got a haircut, and did some other stuff. Just so I could be home and in time to watch Duke, and I think it was George Mason Saturday. That was a rough one because Duke had ten homers. I was watching Andrew Healy pitch, but uh, Duke had a great weekend. They're going to be a good team. Interesting things to watch from them. But the guy you and I talked Santucci. about most over the weekend was Santucci. Was great. Santucci was great Friday. He was fantastic. There's mm-hmm. uh, there's a zero percent chance he makes it down to the Guardians at thirty six. He's also not Agreed. a a one-one candidate, unfortunately, no. but he's a great pitcher. Andrew Healy is a guy to watch there. But uh, the guy you and I texted about the most today on Sunday was Travis Pizana. Not a real shock, a but good, three home runs week. this weekend. Yeah, yeah. He had, this is a guy who had eleven home runs all of last year. And, and did we did we talk about on the show about 
his work this off season at driveline. Did we talk about yeah, that? Like he was driving four hours each way to go. Like he put in effort. He was, he worked his tail off and like really transformed his swing um, yeah. to figure out how to maximize it. And I mean, at one point I texted you, he was seven for 12 with three home runs, a double two walks and a strikeout. I think he got up to two strikeouts over the weekend. And yeah, it's lesser competition. We also saw someone like Vance Huddycutt struggle against lesser competition. So it's, 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 it is one weekend, but it is quite a debut. Um, and for me, like, I don't know, comparing him to some of the other guys, it's like, I looked at Weatherholt. Weatherholt was his normal solid self, which is like, get on base, steal some bases, more of a slap guy where it's like Bazana having that power. That is like that separator for me. That's why like Bazana and Kurtz are kind of in a tier of themselves to me. Like I could be wrong in this and I often am, but those two guys are in a separate tier. Like that's just where it is. And Kurtz didn't have the strongest weekend necessarily. Um, I didn't check in with him Sunday, so I could be wrong. He was first two games were, yeah. Hit two hits on Sunday. We'll talk about him in a second. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But Bazana was just a beast. He was. Yeah, Minnesota they, I mean, they, they played, and Cal Bakersfield. Yeah. So yeah, not the, not great competition, but you were right. He went seven for thirteen with three homers, a double, six ribbies, two walks, three strikeouts, two steals. So he did what he was supposed to do against inferior competition. That's what you want to see. You want to see a guy who, if he is a number one overall pick, he needs to go out and beat up on on. And I, I don't know anything about New Mexico and New Minnesota and, and Cal Bakersfield, but they're certainly not in the the realm of of the Oregon states of the Minnesota world. Minnesota gets so. a pitcher drafted every other year. Like that's they're definitely more of a pitching than hitting school. Like you know Max Meyer and then George Clausen last year. Like they 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 have a good pipeline of arms. So, but he did what you want him to do against those teams. He dominated. That's what you want to do. Uh, we mentioned the Wake Forest gang. Um, here's the thing on Chase Burns. I, I I think I everybody was watching the video out there. And um, shout out to our guy Burke Granger with some great video who got screwed by Twitter because Twitter is a cesspool of crap run by an idiot. Um, got his video taken down by Raycom. It was his own original video. He shot from shooting behind the plate of Burns. Great video. Way to go. Uh, idiots on Twitter. Anyway, Burns was nasty. I mean, he, he was bullying Illinois. Uh, 100 miles an hour, you know, just those guys couldn't keep up with him at all, obviously. Um, but I, I would probably caution, too, that Illinois lost to Akron on Friday and as someone who went to Akron and saw their baseball team and obviously Akron had no business beating anybody, but they went two and one on the weekend. So good for Akron, I guess. But, um, and that's not to say Burns didn't look great. It's just, he, again, he did what he was supposed to do. Uh, the same with, with Travis Bazana. Like these are guys that you want to early on be like, okay, well they're beating up bad competition. Let's see what happens. When they get to conference play, but it's a red flag when they don't do great. Nick Kurtz had his, had a home run. Uh, he went two for four on, Sunday hit a solid weekend. I saw Cedar King hit his first home run, but you know, we'll keep, we'll keep checking in with those guys, but you know, most of them do what they're supposed to do. I'm just still yeah. a little scared by Burns's delivery and I'm waiting for a better team to lay off the, the slider, but yeah, I, there's a lot of reliever risk and we get focused on velocity and velocity is great, but I don't know, like this weekend just came along and I felt like there is, I don't want to say overhype with him, but I definitely felt like, Listen, it, it's great. It's fantastic. But there's a lot of reliever risk. Um, You're going to get that. Speaking of reliever was, risk. Oof, yeah. Iowa pitching was fun all weekend, though. I mean, Brody Brack looked great. He just, you know, he had the walks. Uh, your guy, Marcus Six. Morgan, Saturday, I think he had nine strikeouts. And then uh, Sunday. Brody Brack. Yeah. Just 
for those who want to, Brody Breck gave up one run. He only had one hit, but he had six walks and a hit batter and a wild pitch, and he struck out 11. Just that is Brody Breck to a T. It is great stuff. No idea where it's going. Hopefully, he'll get yeah. better as the season. Yeah, goes nine for, for Marcus Morgan, the hyper athletic uh, Saturday starter for them, whose brother and sister both play pro sports and whose both of his parents were Division One athletes. Guys had command issues, but if he can put it, uh, you know, start to show some improvement there, he he could be a, a you know late first round, early second round guy. Just I mean, he's an elite, elite athlete. He is, and I watched uh, Kate Overmiller a little bit on Sunday. He was really good. Um, ninety ninety two. I don't think he has a third pitch, but he's he's a five foot ten lefty with a low three quarters arm slot, which is really fun to watch. And you know, I was doing good things with pitching right now, so fun to watch. Uh, you talked about Vance Honeycutt, rough weekend for him. He did it two homers, a lot of strikeouts, and they were playing gosh, Wagner. Play was Wagner, Wagner all three games. Not great, but you know, it's three games, and it, it, that he may heat up and we'll see. But you know, definitely again, you want to see your number one overall pick potentially if if Honeycutt wants to put himself in that pa- that conversation. Um, gotta be better than that against Wagner, but it's early. Yeah. Thought it was interesting that Charlie Condon played third base, by the way, for Georgia. I think it was just one game, but worth noting. And he had a good play in the outfield. He, according to Joe Doyle, he had the hardest hit ball of the weekend, I think, at 118 miles an hour off the bat. You know, it's just he's that right-right profile, and we'll see. I don't know anyone who thinks he can actually stay in the outfield long-term, but if he can, hey, great. Or third. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, or third. It's like uh, just as a quick throughout. Cole Mathis, who we had on the show, uh, you can go back and find that episode, uh, was a single away from the triple, uh, from the, from a, man, a single away from having a brain collapse. Cycle. The cycle on Saturday. Uh, good game for him. Uh, I, I watched a lot of the Desert Classic games because those were on. Um, Kalen Culpepper is like a, some people have like the top pure shortstop in this class and, and he can pick and he's got a strong arm. Man, I just saw him get bullied around a bit. Just wasn't a lot of power to get to. Kind of a slappy profile. I know a lot of people really liked his work over the summer. Um, I was watching him against Cal because that was the game to watch because you had Neighbors and Culpepper. And the other side, you got Loma Vida and uh, Rodney Green Jr. And I just, every time Culpepper came up, I just was was not feeling it in that one. I also watched Ohio State, Boston College. John West is an interesting senior sign. Just a huge guy who I think has some, um, it, one of those guys you're looking at the traits over the the uh what was there and then uh you know uh was it Lindsay Lipsy is had a, a fun triple Andrew lead off Lipsy. that game yeah yeah um I watched some of the Virginia games of the weekend Griffo Farrell again University of Virginia hitters have scarred us all um we should live in fear every time someone takes a hitter from from Virginia but Griffo Farrell was an interesting dude last year with his contact rates uh, 80 grade grinder type player, and he changed his hand placement. He's got a little more launch in his swing now. He had a couple home runs over the weekend, so uh, that's fun to see. We'll see what happens with that. Um, Xander Darby, I saw a couple highlights from. He's from UC Santa Barbara. He had a fantastic weekend, a couple of dingers. Someone said he's on pace to have uh, 56 home runs this spring, so that, that would break a record. That's fun. Uh, he was fun to watch. And then I watched a little bit of Tennessee, Dylan Drayling. Uh, has some platoon issues. People said he's not really great against left-handed pitching. Didn't really get a chance to, to espouse those concerns this weekend because he played pit, pit, went against a lot of right-handed pitching, but hit the living crap out of the ball, and it's an outfield I'd be really interested in. I, I know we talked about Blake Burke a little bit from Tennessee, but I think uh, Drayling is the hitter I'm, I'm watching right now, and 
at Tennessee. Yeah, it's uh, it was a fun opening weekend. It's just nice we have baseball to talk about, and with that, yes. all the picks. It's like there's so many valuable guys to check out. So yeah, it was it was a fun weekend of baseball. Um, yeah. We have maybe one to two guests this week. We're trying to nail those down. Uh, yeah. We will continue to you know have this team covered in and out, all the breaking news and information. Uh, we have all of the spring training coverage you could ever want. Uh, thank you for joining us. Remember to rate and review. Download daily. It helps. Thank you again for being an everyday. And go, go, Guardians, go.